Sam's Driving Double Feature presents A Spooky Minute Spent in a Ghost House Episode 8 Minute by Minute Podcast Covering Spookies and Ghost House What, 85 and 88? 86 and 88? 85 and 88? I'll, I'll stop saying the dates uh, for them soon. I, I think there hits a point where um, if you're if you're truly joining in Episode 8, awesome, thank you. You, do, you know, you go back and listen to the first seven, I'm sure you'll enjoy them. But... I, I think they'll hit a point where I don't need to say the movies, the years anymore. I think we all know them. So, uh, so we're going. We're going to Spookies. We're going to Spookies Town now. And where do we leave off in Spookies? All kinds of things happening. The bald guy with the young woman in the crypt under the ground. Billy the k- kid um, uh, strolling around. Uh, the two cars full of people. Um, yeah, and the, and the previous the previous minute ended with. Um, uh, Duke uh, yelling at the woman in the front seat of the car with him. There are three people in the back seat, a couple who look very different from Duke and his friends, and then the one crazy guy in the back seat um, who was making his, his joke at the end of the last minute. And um, the rest of the joke is here. I'd like to try to have a couple more beers with me before I'm splattered across the landscape. At the moment, I'm much too sober to appreciate it. say that I finally watched the 100 minute long uh, I, I guess feature it's definitely feature length documentary on on the vinegar syndrome set about the making of spookies which is a pretty involved story um, and it's it's interesting because now that I have because this one what, what this one starts off with what it starts off with the people in the car and then it cuts to Wait, let, me, let, me, let me make sure I'm getting this is all this right. This is the, the people in the car. Yeah, then it cuts to Billy. Yeah, it is the people in the car. Then it cuts to Billy in the graveyard in front of the house. And then it cuts back into the car. And we meet Mook. And then it cuts to the cat man dragging a huge branch along the ground through the graveyard. Then it cuts back to the car. That's a lot going on. Um, that's, I mean, we start from one scene, we go to another, we go, we go back to the first scene, then we go to another scene, then we go back to the first scene. That's a lot to have happen in a minute. And, um, I, I quite like it. That's one of the things I like about the film is how kind of crazy it is and like what's going on and like, who is that cat man? And who is that guy who got killed in the woods just a few minutes ago? And 
what's happening and and um, poor Billy can't recognize that the uh, the tombstone there's no name on the tombstone it just says life is too short 72 to 85 which means someone who was age 13 um, is buried there and you think Billy what did you just turn um, and then you get yeah you get the guy in the back seat with uh, Mook his uh, little hand puppet who um, seems to piss off Duke royally which is fun um, and I love how the lady in the front seat um, who's presumably with Duke thinks the guy in the back seat and especially Mook are hilarious he's sort of like the guy in the back seat is sort of like the um, the guy in the uh, the biker movie like the the member of the biker gang who just like he's the funny one he makes everyone laugh you know and he just he's a goofer he's a he's a goofster a goofist you know he's just he's the funny one in the gang we keep him around because he's always cracking us up now he generally he's not going to say anything he or she is not going to say anything that makes us laugh but that's not the point the point is they're making um these people laugh and it's a joy and so we only see them briefly i mean just like uh hey duke where are we going oh hey it's mook oh duke doesn't like mook and and that's really all we get there and like I said, the cat pulled... You know, I said there was a lot going on. There's a lot of scenes we're cutting in between here. Um, there's not really a lot going on. The cat man drags a branch. Um, we get we meet Mook and learn that Duke just wants to find another party. Where? Where, Duke? You're literally in the middle of nowhere. Where are you going to find this party? I mean, you're driving on a road that is completely... You know, each side is complete like trees. Like, where are you going to... You know, are you looking for the last house on the left uh, house? You know, what What do you, you know, I, I, I don't, um, you're going to just like, if you see a driveway that, that goes off for hundreds of feet into the woods, you're just going to follow it, hoping there's a party on the other end? Yeah, you're, you're not going to wind up in the last house on the left. You're going to wind up in chaos, and you're not going to enjoy yourself one bit. Or the other house on the edge of the park. I guess that's an easy house to find, though. I mean, the last house on the left, you would have to have a, you would have to have a, oh, a dog just howled. Did anyone hear that? Suddenly, it's a howling podcast. Um, what was I saying? Oh, um, I mean, the last house on the left. You would have to know there would have to be a point where something ended for it to be the last house on the left. I mean, last house on Dead End Street makes sense, right? Because you go down to Dead End Street and there's the last house. You know, we used to. Um, you know, I used to I used to live in in Rochester, New York, Arundel New York, which is right next to right on Lake Ontario, and there were streets. There was a street you could drive that we would that we would go on sometimes. Like we would go on just a drive with my dad before he died, and my sister, and myself, and my mom, and we would just go driving. Um, and there was a, there's a parkway that's right near the lake, and um, and there was there was a street you could take that was sort of right near the lake and it was one of those streets where the more you went down the street and i think you were going northeast west along lake ontario the shore of lake ontario more or less and you'd be driving, and there'd be houses there and sometimes there wouldn't be and um sometimes it would get sort of just like lots of trees and foresty areas then a few more houses and, and a street or two but like the deeper you went in like when you look to the right which was north you'd see you know you could see the lake you could see a lot of points where like streets would just end with like a big metal barricade and then you'd fall in the lake but you'd get that wonderful point where you're driving along the street suddenly you look to the left 
and one of the streets ends at the lake. And you're thinking like, where the hell are we? And then you're thinking, wait a minute, if the lake's on our right and the lake's on our left, and you just basically get to the point where suddenly you just stop because the lake's in front of you. So, so you've gone off on some little um, peninsula? Not an isthmus. It's a peninsula, little, little, some strange sort of finger stretching out. Because you could take, you, if, if we were to the, the, the south a little bit more, we could have taken a road that kept alongside the lake. But my dad somehow found this great road that just kind of went uh, along the lake, along the lake, until suddenly the lake was around it, and then suddenly it ended. And we would get that. And I think he knew that I liked that kind of stuff because I was always like, I was always afraid that that's when the brakes would give out and our car would suddenly go through the guardrail and we'd end up in the in the lake. Now, granted, the um, I, I don't imagine it was very deep right there, but it could have been actually. I'm I'm not sure. But we used to do that sort of drive, where we would drive out there and and with something like that, you'd get a last house on Dead End Street and you'd get a last house on the left. And um, maybe be able to see the parties easier because the space around you closed in when you got towards the end. But we used to do that. We would drive to the end, turn around, and then there were at the at the at the sort of V juncture where you could either go to the left and you'd go on the street that gradually that that gradually went alongside the lake but never in it, or you go to the right and the one to the right took you deep into the lake and then you'd fall into it uh, i don't know why i'm telling this story oh oh because um last house and left last house on dead end street what the hell is is duke looking for i i like the fact that as a family for some reason we, we did this we probably did this four or five times and the thing is at that v juncture there was a great ice cream place so we would go to the end of this road and just for a drive and then turn around when there was no more road left just lake and then we come back have ice cream and go home that was fun and um because it was always great too because you'd always see like down a certain street you'd see like a you know four or five houses then the lake you know or another one would be like maybe a block and then the lake it was just fascinating now i don't think duke and them are anywhere near a lake but that doesn't mean i couldn't tell that story i've got that story it's down you've heard it it's fun so anyway so yeah, so Duke and them are looking for the lake, and Billy is going to go inside the house because he thinks it'll be warmer in there. He could, he could, he could be right, I think. And uh, I guess that's kind of the uh, the end of this minute then. So we're, we've established that the Duke and is trying to find a party, and I guess the the car behind him, full of very mismatched people, are following, um, trying to find that party too. And Billy's going in the house, and the cat man is dragging a branch. Boom. Uh, I won't. I, I've taken up a bunch of time with my story. Next time, I'll tell you more about the um, the uh, the documentary on on the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray, which is fascinating. The story is of how they made the film is fascinating. I, I think I think it was. It's. I mean, it, like I said, it's a hundred minutes long, and it held my attention all the way through. And um, we will learn, and I'll talk about why there are three directors, and I'll talk about why things seem so disjointed. To me, that was all part of the fun. You know, if you if you were watching horror films at this time, you got a lot of Italian films and even things like Evil Dead and stuff, where just like things just happened, and you just you just kind of rode the wave of the film. This one has that things just happened feel, but it also it wasn't meant to really. And uh, we'll talk about that in the next minute or, or two. But let's hop over to Ghost House right now. It's what twenty years later, where I think we're in Boston. We saw a young woman like crossing a street, and now we are inside an apartment, and the music has ended. I think we're music is about to end, and we're inside an apartment, and we're starting to pan to the left. Listen to this. 
Roger, Sherry, just a little static. Listen, I can appreciate your feelings about Simon LeBond. Jesus, you've been talking about him for about a week now. Listen, how does your boyfriend feel about him? Sherry, I gotta take a call. I'll be back. This is K1UR signing off. Hello? Hi. Hi. Thought you'd be here by now. I got to hold up at the library. I'll see you later. Later? What do you mean later? Listen, if you're doing something you shouldn't be, remember, you might lose your scholarship. I know, it's back to taking tourists around Amsterdam. I'm not that stupid. Okay, okay. Sorry I mentioned it. I made chili. Oh, keep it hot. I'll be there in about two hours. Right. Um, and another thing. Yeah. Keep yourself hot, too. Look, I don't want to demean any of us here, but I do hope, as you all are listening, you all are keeping it hot. All right? Uh, so, yeah, in this one we see um, two people. I Do we catch their names? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we do. A guy sitting in an enormous sort of, not, not a loft type apartment, but it does seem loft-ish. Huge friggin' space with the hardwood floors and lots of room, and he's sitting at like a... Um, Ham radio thing, K K one U R. This is this is K one U R, talking about Simon Lebon all the time. I mean, this was eighty eight. I I don't actually know the full trajectory of Duran Duran. I know, if I remember correctly, when I was in grade school, the girls were all crazy about Duran Duran, circa eighty four, eighty five or so, a little earlier. A little less. So, this is maybe a few years after that. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I know my Duran Duran hits like we all do, but I'm not, I am not an expert in the realm or the arena of Duran Duran. But I imagine in 1988 he was still quite beloved. Um, I, I like though that he, this seems to be a grown man here talking on his his shortwave with or, or his ham radio or whatever with uh, Sherry, or, and you've been talking about him for the last week. Uh, what does your boyfriend think? And I like she she just discovered Duran Duran or maybe just Simon Lebon was he in like um uh, like an episode of Miami Vice or something like that? Said, he plays music too. I like that it's kind of set up and the way he's talking makes it seem like he's on a radio station, but then you realize he's just like ham radioing it up, which makes it seem a little weird. I don't know. I mean, because it, it seems like I mean it's it's one thing like B J and the Bear when um uh you know if they're if they're in the uh, or convoy or any of your trucker films you know if if they're in there uh just chatting with folks on the cb that that's one thing you're on the road all day all night um that's that's keep, keeping company and stuff but this just looks a little weird to me um especially the fact that like we we don't hear anything at the start and then all of a sudden he starts talking and then five seconds into the conversation his girlfriend calls and she is the one we start crossing the street earlier she's at a phone booth she is dutch i guess yeah she definitely has an, an accent it's funny in um this is um i know i've said this before but yeah in in italy in europe evil dead was la casa evil dead 2 is la casa 2 Ghost House is La Casa 3, Witchery is La Casa 4, Beyond Darkness is La Casa 5. And it's funny, in Witchery, which is technically part of this same series, there is a woman, David Hasselhoff's girlfriend in that, has a kind of accent, as, as well, she has an accent that is not, you know, American or 
British or anything. It's um, maybe she's Dutch too. I don't know. The the gal in Ghost House though, when she speaks, you generally get the feeling that she knows what she's saying. Whereas the one in Witchery, there's a distinct feeling that um, we may be hearing some phonetic line reading. Um, regardless of that, the two of them chat, and we we get very quickly the. I I like that, you know. Um, it's, 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 I guess it's an interesting relationship. I thought you'd be here by now. Oh, I got held up at the library. You better not be doing anything wrong or you lose your scholarship. I know, and I'll end up back in Amsterdam. Okay, and I thought, well, that's a strange thing to say. Um, and, and the fact that she says, I'll be there in two hours. You know, he was, I thought you'd be here already. No, I got caught up in the library. Now I'm standing in the street to phone booth. I'll be there in two hours. What is she going to do in those two hours? She's not in the library. Did she leave the library to make the phone call? Surely there was a phone booth uh, closer to the library. There's no library in sight where she's standing. But um, I love that because it's one of those conversations where um, in the end, all you remember is, I'll be there soon, keep the chili hot, keep yourself hot. But the rest of the conversation is so nonsensical that it's, it's, really, worth, it's really worth focusing on. The, the journey is the point of that phone call, not the end of it. Although I'm sure he makes great chili. Although I, I love that space he's in, it's a really nice, it's a really nice space. Um, and I guess there's a chili cooking area, and you get this huge. I mean, he's in he's in a corner, and he looks like I don't know how many stories off the ground he is, four, five, six, and it's all windows all around him, so you just can see all this space. I mean, I I think it's supposed to be, I well, not supposed to be, it is Boston, I think, right? I don't know Boston that well. And but we see all that space around him, and it's just it's just um, it's just a gorgeous um, view. If if you love views of cities, if you prefer views of mountains, or you know if you prefer the view um, from Blofeld's hideout at the top of the mountain and on Her Majesty's Secret Service, this ain't the view for you. Um, but it is it is a hell of a. If you prefer the view from the top of Mount Rushmore. This ain't the view for you, but this is a fun view, anyways. Yeah, so in this minute we meet presumably the leading man and the leading lady, and she will be there soon, and they will have some chili and maybe a little slap and tickle, and uh, we learn that someone really likes Simon LeBon, uh, which I, I'd like to say dates it, but again, it feels a few years off. I'll look into Duran Duran's discography, because to me, Duran Duran, most of the stuff they put out, what was View to a Kill? Yeah, that was 84. Five. That was eighty-five. So, so even then, like, like when a view to a kill came on, I remember that was kind of like past most of their big. I mean, weren't most of the big Duran Duran hits in the first half of the eighties? I'm sure they had big hits in the second half, but I remember that pretty much all being in the first half. Um. So I'll look in Duran Duran's discography for our next thing, and we can um we can give Sherry a call, see how she's doing. So anyway, that is, uh, yeah, that is episode uh, eight of One Spooky Minute Spent in a Ghost House. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, yeah, we're, um, it's, I mean, it's, um, Spooky started off weird, and it's just kind of getting weirder, and it hasn't settled into anything yet, whereas Ghost House had its opening scene, and now it's going to settle in, and, and presumably for the next batch of minutes, 10, 15 minutes, we'll meet this couple, we'll learn who they are, and gradually we will somehow get linked back to the... I mean, the ghost house was in the middle, looked like it was in the middle of nowhere. This is not in the middle of nowhere, so we're going to have to have the connecting point that takes us to there. Whereas uh, Spooky's, yeah, it's just, it's just a... It's just a... They just took it at all, and they threw it at the wall. And now we're just watching it kind of ooze down the wall, and, and having a good time, so... 
very different places in the films right now. And let me just, but I do assure you that there will be a point where we're all in or in the vicinity of a spooky ghost house. And um, maybe very soon. So anyway, uh, that was that was minute eight or episode eight of a spooky minute spent in a ghost house. Thank you everyone for listening. K1UR signing off. Mm-hmm.